2: visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
1: Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio.
3: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Mini Crush Monday with me, Charles W. Chuck Bryant, and him, Noel, fuck you, Brown. Hey, now, you know, you know, it wasn't my fault, Chuck. Okay, but peek
1: behind the curtain. I, I was a little late getting started, but it was my computer. I came in and all my hard drives were ejected. The beach ball of death was spinning willy oh. nilly, and uh, nothing would do. I had to hard restart the computer. I think there must have been a power outage in the night that threw everything askew, and then it took forever to restart. And then, like, once it did restart, the beach ball came back, and I was like, oh god, Chuck's gonna kill me. And then what? Did all I the keep, while, what did I keep texting? All the while, very helpfully, texting me,
3: fuck you. Uh, Noel, I like yeah. that sweet uh, Red Mill flour hat.
1: Yeah, it's the the Bob's Red Mill. I am not uh, endorsed, but um, I'm a big fan of their products. They make like coconut flour. Yeah, good and stuff. All sorts of alternative flour if you're doing the keto thing. Oats and uh, things. Oats and things. I don't know who Bob is, but he's doing it right. He's doing it right, man. I've got actually a, 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 a it came with a bobblehead too that's on my
3: desk. A bob bobble. At the office.
1: A bob bobble. Uh, he's a guy. He, he's personified in bobblehead form, so he must exist.
3: Well, this is a hell of a uh, free endorsement, so Bob needs to start sliding some of that flower catch.
1: Well, they sent this to the office before. I. They, it was on the free shit table. What? So I just, yeah. Yeah. No. Hey,
3: I, I'm an eagle eye when it comes to the free shit table, my friend. <laughs> Most of that stuff comes from us. <laughs> I know it does. The stuff you know gets a lot of stuff, and a lot of times, we can't keep it all, Noel. Mm-hmm.
1: I know. Must be hard, to Chuck. Must be hard to get so much free shit that <laughs> you have to just offload it onto others. Don't be mad
3: at me because of your computer. <laughs> so, I uh, Noel, I want to start off by issuing a big congratulations to Crusher Allison Cameron. I saw that who, uh, the lovely and winsome Allison Cameron got married. She went and eloped with her uh, with her dude to the little white wedding chapel. Put up pictures. The very famed Vegas little white wedding chapel.
1: Is that what that Billy Idol song is about?
3: No, I don't think so. No,
1: it was a nice day for a white wedding.
3: I think this has something to do with virginity. Oh. So, no okay. comment, but uh, it, uh, Allison put up pictures of her and her, her fella, and uh, just adorable, and big congratulations, mm-hmm. he's been a very active member for a long time now, and she's just great. You know, Chuck, I had to Google the word winsome. I hear it all the
1: time, never really quite knew what I, it meant. I've been saying it a lot. What the hell does it mean? Uh, generally pleasing and engaging, yeah. often because of a childlike charm and innocence. That's right. A winsome smile, cheerful, lighthearted.
3: <laughs> You know, I recorded, uh, this will already be out by then, but I recorded with Jack finally yesterday, Jack O'Brien. Oh, yeah, I like Jack. It was great, man. It was good to see him. I miss Jack. He's He is winsome, and I described him as winsome. Mm-hmm. And uh, we covered Pulp Fiction, man. I got to watch Pulp Fiction again for the first time in years and years and years.
1: Have I talked about, I think I have, but uh, the, <laughs> the fact that uh, when I was, I saw that movie way too young, I did not understand what was going on with that dude in the gimp suit. Well, of course uh, you didn't. I, 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 didn't still don't. <laughs> I didn't understand.
3: I didn't understand. That was, their... but I mean,
1: the part—the part where uh, they're like gang banging. Uh, What's his face at the uh, yeah, end? Yeah, Ving Rames. Yeah, Ving Rames. I didn't get what was going on there. Well, I just didn't sure. Didn't process because it. how old were you? I, I, I saw it in the theaters when it came out. So Nineteen ninety 94. Uh I was born in eighty three, so I was eleven. <laughs> what? Yeah.
3: What was going on in your house that you were allowed to I, see I, that?
1: I don't recall. I think I went with a friend. I think my parents were just very uh, checked out. They just weren't really uh, paying much attention. They, they didn't really know what was going on. Wow. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. geez, you, that exposed you to quite a few things. Yeah, it really did. I also didn't understand the difference or the distinction between cocaine and heroin, which is very important to understand. Sure. Uh, well, you'd for, learn you know, young. for what one to, to Mia. Uh, yeah, it's very important. Yeah. Uh, all white powders not created equally
3: y'all be careful <laughs> i think I, heroin is supposed to be a little yellowy beige isn't it i, I don't know that, i've never but seen but it. that was the point though it was the china white oh the, 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 it was the very
1: specific guy, right. uh, really strain or whatever the, the mm-hmm. madman as eric Stoltz ma- the, ma- the
3: madman it's exactly right uh and Noel, i have to mention this i put it on the podcast page but a, a funny thing happened uh, i'm not going to name names but i reached out to a through um our podcast network iHeart has an agency stuff you should know or like i don't have an agent i never have we never have but we have an agency that represents the network and sometimes they can be helpful if i see another uh actor who i would like a movie crush who is also with the same agency i sometimes yep. will reach out to our person and say hey and do you know this person uh, who their agent is and can you get him on movie crush and i did that for a fellow podcaster a celebrity podcaster and all and this podcaster does a show with two other hosts once a week and they've been doing this show for about 10 months and this person declined because of podcast fatigue podcast (laughs) fatigue that's a thing chuck a show that they do once a week for the past 10 months and there's three of them and i i had so many replies in my head to this agent but i was like i can't be catty to this agent i just said thank you very much for checking but I... uh, i thought it was pretty funny here in year 14 of my career that this person has podcast fatigue already
1: well now now chuck they may have
3: just been referring to podcast guesting fatigue i don't i I have not seen this person on a bunch like how many podcasts would you have to guest on to get fatigue such that you're like i can't do an hour with you (laughs) well
1: chuck podcast simply too exhausted it's in the dsm now chuck (laughs) it's a brave new world
3: someone put that uh i think aaron uh aaron uh what's her last name huzel put that on one of the comments pod in the DSM—that's pretty. Funny yeah, uh huh. It's it's a brave new world. I've got I've got gout. I suffer from gout and podcast fatigue. <laughs> well, gout wouldn't be in the DSM, no.
1: No, that's not a mental
3: condition at all. That's a thing you get from eating too much spam. Uh, gout's made a big comeback, actually. It's it's it not. It is not the. Uh, affliction of the middle ages any longer right right it's not your grandpa's gout
1: i just remember there's a episode of king of the hill where bobby g- gets really addicted to this like jewish delicatessen and like eats all this like potted meat all the time and then ends up with gout
3: <laughs> boy i would uh i would love to if i could do any cartoon voice like perfectly mm-hmm. it would probably be bobby hill yeah there's something about that voice that always just killed me and i tried over the years because. You know, I like to do my voices, but I, I can never get that one. Pamela Adlon is a treasure. Oh, that's her? Yeah. Holy Jesus shit. Really? That
1: sure is. Oh, my God. How did I not know that? It's a weird one. It's almost like, uh, you know, the Bart Simpson voice is a, is a lady as well. But um, yeah, that's that. I, I was very. Surprised. I actually didn't know her as, a, as an actor, as a, as a comic um, before I knew her as that
3: voice. Although I may have that tucked back in my deep, deep memory bank now that I'm thinking of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm such a fan of, of hers. Uh, as you know, her show Str- or Stranger Things, Better Things. Yep. Uh, it's just one of my favorites. And there are people that I know who know her who said like I can reach out to her. I've just, I've been trying to pick the right time because I can't bear to for someone to have podcast fatigue again. I couldn't handle it if I heard that a I just I think it's very bold that the
1: uh, agent actually used that phrase. Yeah, podcast fatigue. I would have made something better up. I would have <laughs> just said they were. I would have just said they were booked. Right. You know? He has gout. Uh huh. He's suffering from horrible gout. He has a big
3: puffy toe and just cannot do it. Right. <laughs> big now. old, big old puffy toe. No, that's funny, Chuck. All right, Noel. So we're gonna do a, a new segment here, and it, I don't think it. Well, maybe it could be a repeating segment. We'll just have to call it something different. Today I'm calling it... Six, six, six. Maybe... Sex, sex, sex? Six, six, six. six. Maybe Mike will uh, throw okay, some okay. Uh, sound effects around that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some spookies. We'll see. I'm not, Some spoopies, yeah. you mean, I think. Some spoops. Uh, in old six, six, six is where I looked up the... I asked you for your birthday for a reason earlier. All right, okay. I looked right. up the the number one movie... For both of our ages, age 6, 16, 26, 36, and for me, 46. But you're not there yet. Not quite. So my list is one longer. And maybe we can do this for various ages every now and then. And I thought it'd be kind of fun. I love this. All right. And I'll even let you hazard some guesses. So, uh, Noel, when I was six years old, the number one movie, and this is on my birthday, uh, the number one movie in the United States was Airport 77 never heard of it is this like a disaster movie it is exactly that it was during that run of great disaster movies towering inferno airport i think this is the sequel airport 77 i think previously there was already an airport and the movie's airplane spoofed airport i was just
1: i could tell i could tell from the poster yeah it's clearly some some shit goes down Mm -hmm. on a jumbo jet Shit goes down is that christopher lee i don't know was he in that no i don't know let's see Jack Lemon. Mm. Yeah, they Lee always Grant. had these
3: great big casts. Christopher Lee. Okay. There he is. All right, mm-hmm. good for him. He was mm-hmm. probably the uh, the Satanic pilot. Who took so the plane wait a minute.
1: Out. So is there really like devil stuff going on in this plane? No, no, that was joke. I would love that. I would love that. That would be great. <laughs> that, would would be always... <laughs> that would be Airport Six Six Six. I think that would be Airport Six Six Six. Now Christopher Lee does usually play some
3: sort of necromancer.
1: Mm.
3: All right, no. Are you gonna hazard a guess at what the number one movie was when you were six years old?
1: When I was six years old, that would have been eighty-nine. Whoa, Uh, Wait. Yes.
3: Yeah. Eighty-nine. I thought I did it wrong, but no, no,
1: no. Um, eighty-nine. Gosh,
3: I bet it was The Little Mermaid. The year I graduated high school, by the way. Um, no, good guess though. I don't know if that year is correct, but good guess. Uh, it was Parenthood. Mmm. Good movie
1: it is I've, I've never seen it I, I think the little mermaid came out oh, you've in, never seen parenthood i've never seen parenthood the little good. mermaid did did come out in 89 and that was a huge movie how is it why was it not the little mermaid
3: well it wasn't on your birthday clearly oh
1: on my actual birthday yeah all right good job though Must, yeah nailed it
3: you should see parenthood i think it uh, holds up we had to watch it for That's, this show Steve
1: Martin, right? With uh, Steve Martin.
3: Yeah, great big cast: Mary Steenburgen, mm-hmm. uh, Keanu Reeves. Uh, uh, I think a very young uh, Joaquin Phoenix, if I'm not mistaken, mm. when he was just a little little kid. A little scam. Martha Plimpton. I like her. Uh, Tom Hulse, Jason Robards. They're all. It's all coming back to me. Very good, fun movie. Uh, all right, Noel. Oh, Rick Moranis was it? Ah, oh. I think. Was he? It, it it would certainly make sense. I mean, it <laughs> seems like his crew I think he, he was in it. I think he was married to the lady with the the smart kid and Steve Martin and uh and Mary Steenburgen had the, the little boy that uh he just he had some troubles growing up. Does was, d- does was, Martin
1: Short make a brief appearance as a flamboyant hairdresser or no, something? No, he
3: should have though. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, Noel, sixteen years old. The number one movie in the country on my birthday was a little movie called Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. Lethal
1: Weapon 1. Uh-huh. I'm too old uh, for am, this shit. Good movie. I am too old. That is a good movie. And I also remember, what's the actor's name, the woman um, who's the love interest? Patsy Kinnisett or Patsy, Patsy something? Patsy Kinnisett, I think. Kinsett, yeah. She, there's a very steamy scene between her and Mel Gibson. Yeah, uh, little that beach I, camper I, action, if I uh-huh, remember correctly. Beach in,
3: in the top bunk. I remember mm-hmm. the, It's in the top bunk. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I saw fun, that in the theater, memories. So. I I didn't realize yeah. I was sixteen when I saw it. Good movie. Oh wow. Not with your parents, I hope. No, I didn't go to movies with them. <laughs> okay, got it. My dad, you know, famously, I think the last movie he saw was Tarzan the Ape Man with Bo Derek. That was the last movie he saw. <laughs> got it. All right, Noel. Uh my mom likes movies though. She's into it. But it wasn't like a family where they were like, they didn't feed me culture, you know. I've talked about it. A lot. I get it. I get it. All right, Noel. When you were sixteen years old, this is a very big movie. Got any guesses? I'm
1: thinking Independence Day.
3: And I, w- I would say maybe one of the biggest movies of the year, probably it, probably top three.
1: Oh. Ah, was it Independence Day?
3: Was well, not Independence Day.
1: <laughs> I was trying to think what was big when I was 16. Um, I'm not sure, Chuck. The Sixth Sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when was Independence Day? Did you see it back then? I totally saw it. Yeah, I saw it in the theater. Well, was, Independence was,
3: uh... Day was released, I know, on July 4th. So uh, not too long before your birthday, so it, it either fell out of the top spot because of the sixth sense, might have been knocked out, or if that was the wrong year, then... Uh,
1: 96, what year are we talking here, Chuck?
3: I don't know, you're you're the person who's lived that life, Noel,
1: you tell me. 16, so what's that, 83, <laughs> 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99. We're talking ninety nine here. Well, you realize so there's is,
3: an easier way to do that. If eighty nine was the first one, just uh, at ten.
1: Uh, whatever, man. I, I do, I do, I do math my own way. You know that. Okay. Um. So uh, yeah, eighty nine. Independence Day was was ninety six. No, sorry, ninety nine. Independence Day was ninety six. So oh, okay. Three years. A little ago. younger. living little A little younger. This isn't a test, though. I know. Uh, but yeah, no. I, I, I've, of course, the sixth sense was like a cultural phenomenon. Cultural I, I don't. I don't believe I had it spoiled. Did I'm you see that in the sure theater? I did. I definitely did. I was a theater-going
3: theater fellow. I bet 16-year-old Noel, that's probably a pretty, pretty good movie to see.
1: Now, if I'm not mistaken, 99 was a pretty dope year.
3: Uh, 99 was one of the dopest. Yeah. I that was Fight, Fight Club, Club, Club and out. American Beauty yep. and The Matrix. And, uh, we've
1: talked about this. That's right.
3: A lot of good stuff.
0: Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day.
4: How doers get more done
3: all right nil twenty six years old for old Mm-hmm. return of the jedi re-release re when when they did that spate of like reissues
1: like uh yeah, they, they the released the those first
3: three with a little gutsied up stuff in theaters I was living in New Jersey. I Saw these movies in the theater at the Morristown. Uh, what was the name of the mall there? Not the Bridgetown. Bridgewater Mall. Was it Bridgewater Mall? Or was it the place in Morristown? One of those two places. Uh, but yeah, number one movie, Noel. What
1: what what found
3: you in New Jersey, Chuck? Oh, I had graduated college. And my roommate, still one of my great friends, Justin, uh, Justin my British friend. His, his folks lived in New Jersey. And... His stepfather uh, did quite well for himself as a corporate executive living in the uh, Tony suburb of New York City, which is Basking Ridge, New Jersey, or Bernersville, Mm -hmm. more specifically, sister towns. And uh, they had this great big house and said, you know, we got to go to Australia for a transfer for a few years. We don't want to sell this place. Justin, would you be interested in coming up here, living here, and just sort of minding the shop, paying the bills? making sure the grass gets cut and that kind of thing. Oh, and he said, cool. sure. And I went, well, hell, I've got nothing better to do. Uh, I'll go up there and I'll go into New York city all the time. Cause I've never lived up in that w- direction and I'll uh, get a job waiting tables and fuck around for a few years. I did, you know, we were living rent free, so I was just banking money. And uh, that's when I did my big three month Europe trip and my big uh, three month out West trip. So I did a bunch of traveling uh, met, met a lady, dated a, a, a gal from New Jersey, uh, lovely and winsome, Carol Daly. I'll go ahead and name her. She lives in Savannah, Georgia now, Noel of all places. Nice. And I made a few good friends. I got like, I've got three. Uh, Carol and I aren't in touch anymore, but uh, I have three friends that I'm still in touch with. My friend John Pendell, who I still see about once a year. Uh, my friend James Porter, who just moved to Minnesota. Who I'm back in touch with on Facebook, and then uh, my friend Pete Galloway, who I am in medium touch with. I haven't seen him for a while, but we texted last year, and we aim to see each other. So I've got some like kind of lifelong pals still. That's cool, man. I wish I, I had a,
1: had an adventure like that, a, a little money banking uh, adventure in the burbs. So you're you're you know New York adjacent, I guess. You got to go in the city,
3: went in all the time. That's when I went to NYU and did that film program. Which was a lot of fun taking the train in, going to the city, nice, studying man. film on the streets oh. of New York. Oh, I all love the sh- the streets
1: of New York in those days too. Were like right. not what they are today. <laughs> they were a little bit more rugged and and wild. You know, that's right. Oh,
3: and my friend John Abraham. I forgot about John. John was uh, one of my first uh, like really close gay friends, and John is just the best. And he gave me a nickname which he still calls me today, which was Cuppy. Ah. Oh. Love that calls me cuppy. Chuck <laughs>
1: t- to return back to sixth sense just for a second. Um, uh, well, actually we were doing star Wars, but really quickly, I want to double back to sixth sense. Have you seen the trailer for the new M night Shyamalan movie? No. What is it? It's called, it's called old <laughs> and it appears to be about some sort of magical beach that makes people turn old spontaneously. Uh, and it's got a pretty cool cast uh, I, it's a good trailer. I recommend it. It's an interesting concept. It's very Shyamalanian Um, I'm sure there'll be some sort of magical twist. But he feels like he's having a bit of a comeback. He's got a TV series mm. on Netflix that's supposed to be
3: good, or maybe mm. it's on. All right, I forget. what I'm gonna but, watch this you know. uh, right after we record, Noel.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. But um, what the yeah, the, I, I, those the whole we've talked about this, but those reissues of the Star Wars movies. That's when they they added all the dumb CG stuff. A couple of bells and whistles. I, yeah, I wasn't into it. Yeah. Yeah, I I just don't like the whole like rewriting your legacy thing. I mean, I guess it's his prerogative, you know, but I just think he made them worse. Yeah, I I feel like the the practicals and the you know the 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 kind of scrappiness of those movies is what made them special. And agreed, he just tried to Hollywood
3: them up a little too much. Agreed, it was a good scene in the theater again. I will (laughs) definitely. Mm -hmm. Uh, And to put a button on New Jersey, Noel, I was uh, no one moves to these towns after college. You don't move to Bernardsville, New Jersey, when you graduate college in Athens, Georgia. So I was a weird addition to that town scene. I bet. Which was kind of fun. I kind of, like people knew me. They were like, like, I went by Charles there. Cause I was like, Hey, I'm, I've never gone by Charles. Let me do this different thing. And I was Charles, the Southern boy. And I uh, met all these like big time Jersey mooks and just <laughs> really loved the people. And have it's, it feels like a second home to me still. I have a lot of affinity and love for New Jersey. It's great.
1: It's a, it's a township.
3: It is a township. And it's I love that. very sadly, it's a, uh, a couple of townships over from uh, from our former presidents is a golf course over there, Bedminster. Oh, Bedminster. Ugh, it's close to Bedminster. I didn't know at the time. I would have burned it down. Yeah, no. Uh,
1: do you think he's just holed up there now, Chuck? Is that where he's kicking it? Where well, he, he, in... he was
3: in Florida, uh, but now that the seasons have changed. He is back in Bedminster, I think. But no, I don't give a shit. No, no, nope. Sorry,
1: I didn't mean to even bring him up. Uh, he, he, who shall not be named. Um,
3: we can do this on stuff you should know. So I like to unload here on that it, asshole. It. What an ass! If you don't like it, don't listen. Shh. <laughs> All right, Noel, twenty-six years old. Noel,
1: twenty-six year old me. Where are
3: you in, at twenty-six? Are you in Augusta?
1: No, I think no. I'm I'm in Athens. I think by this point, I'm okay, twenty-six uh I, I my daughter was born when i was 24 oh so she's that's right so she's you were so just a baby so. yeah so she's two we're probably living in athens i think we bought a house and, and lived there for a while um i'm trying to think 26 it, it's a blur because of the kid stuff yeah so sure yeah. Uh, you
3: probably did not get to the theater to see gi joe the rise of cobra
1: i did not see gi joe the rise of cobra surprising
3: number one film i
1: think Really, what was it? The Rock in that maybe John Cena was in that one of those I wrestler no movies. I do not know. And is that the first GI Joe movie? Is I don't there, know, it, it has a subtitle. I didn't see any see. of
3: those. I, I was, uh, I did not, I was too old for the GI Joe cartoons when those came around, dude. So, who gives a
1: fuck? yeah? Uh, Channing Tatum, oh. uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt okay. plays Cobra Commando. JGL. It's so weird, man. Like, you know, there's a whole period. That we both remember probably somewhat differently um, Where, you know, shows and properties were made based on toys Not the other way around G.I. Joe was like toys and they made it into a cartoon Yeah, And also like, you know, kids' Tidy whities or whatever But it's the same with like He-Man Sure, It's the same with, I think Ninja Turtles was a comic book I think there's some gritty Ninja Turtle comics But it may have followed after the toys I, I can't remember, but um,
3: definitely G.I. Joe
1: was absolutely a toy
3: yeah, well, I mean, I, Josh and I have talked about this on uh, Stuff You Should Know, Ad Nauseam, but I was the age where I played with the original G.I. Joe, the the tall dolls. That right, had with the, the kung, kung fu, fu grip. grip. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, that was my era, and then Josh was the action figure era. And we have uh, long debated the better era, uh, where I think there is no debate, actually. Uh, clearly, always better to have a, a big giant doll with a kung fu grip and real hair than an mm-hmm. action figure, right? I mean,
1: I think the issue with the, the, thing with the action figures was they were more... Uh, the word is articulation points. You could bend their arms in different ways and their legs. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, mm. the kung fu grip big boy was a little stiff.
3: He was a little stiff, but I don't know. Bigger is better, Noel. I think. He had that big guy had that big uh, submarine. I had the, the, the six wheel ATV. I had the
1: oh jetpack. Oh, oh, there were there were there were accessories. Oh hell yeah! I didn't realize that. I thought it was just like the one.
3: Oh no, uh, dude. That's how they get you, you know, you got to get all that. Well, sure. But it was the one Were there were there
1: different ones, different like figure. God, he's really goofy looking, Chuck. You should look at him now. I don't think he's going to hold up in your childhood memory.
3: I totally know what he looks like in my mind's eye, Noel. So I don't need to look him up, but I will just to satisfy you. (laughs) He's got a weird medallion. I guess that's a dog
1: tag, but it's really oversized. And he's got this odd beard. Very strange looking beard.
3: Well, you know, (laughs) they were doing their best. Uh, Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, they had different outfits uh, and there were different characters, but that little fuzzy yep. head, I still remember what that feels like. Joe, hey, Noel, are you on Google Images? Yeah. Go. All right. Type in G.I. Joe doll 70s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what I'm looking at. G. No, G.I. I'm just but typing that specifically because I okay, got to show it, you a specific on okay. picture. On it. like okay, I'm looking at it. All right. Third row down. Wait. One, two, three. Do you see a picture of that guy doing a damn near split? With his knees? He's basically doing a breakdance move, it looks so like. So tell me yes. that's not
1: articulation. Pretty pretty articulate, I would say. His little wrists are very weedy, though. He just doesn't have a lot of... I don't I don't <laughs> see that. that. That does not look like a very...
3: Uh, that does not look like a very fearsome grip, Chuck. Type in a submarine after that. All right. And look at that Seawolf. and Tell me that's not badass.
1: Is a Seawolf like a real type of submarine? That is pretty cool. It's like a little personal submarine. And here we've got... G.I. Joe stripped down to his skivvies, he's and he's basically a Barbie. Now doll, type in jetpack, Chuck. He's a Barbie doll. He's a Barbie doll underneath it all. Type in jetpack. All right. Oh, whoa! The 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 the, the uh, sea wolf is actually submersible. It looks like it's got like a little squeezy thing yeah, no. that allows you to submerge it in the bathtub. That's what I you imagine. do
3: in the bathtub uh, or, or the comes, swimming it, pool
1: if you're lucky. And enough. it comes. It comes with a squid. Uh, you were saying Jetpack. the jetpack. Okay, you actually jet could pack. hook up a
3: line to a tree and send that sucker down. The tree. Ah, down that's the pretty line. cool,
1: man. All right. Okay, Chuck, you got me. And then you got me. And
3: then uh, one more. And I'll type in uh, ATV. ATV. And look at that sweet orange. Oh, there's two of them. I think I have the yellow one, actually. Is it motorized? No. But it had a winch and, oh, a, okay. and a cable that, that you could move. Oh God,
1: Chuck, there's a great picture. <laughs> it's like, it's like it's in somebody's sink or, or somebody's bathtub, yeah. but it's really rusty looking, like uh the 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 bathtub that it's in. Yeah. And also the G.I. Joe dude looks like he's just propped up, like he's pretty much <laughs> dead, just sitting in the seat. And he's got a safari hat that's just like laying on the front. Um I'm on the fence, Chuck. Oh I, you, no. The, the, you're the, too the young. jet pack, the jetpack's pretty cool.
3: Uh I will say this too, and I told this on the stuff you should know, but since this is a movie podcast, my brother and I made really my brother and I was just a little assistant boy he uh we made super 8 movies with these G- with a, a super 8 movie with a, these gi joe dolls a stop motion animation with an actual plot and everything and nice. i would do anything to have a copy of that
1: i was about to say oh that's sad that it doesn't exist probably does. um it's weird though chuck like they have different flavors of these gi joes there is the token black one i have to just put that out oh what was uh, his name mm, i can't remember uh, and then and then the rest of them are the same, but they just have different color hair. Yeah. And different colored beards and, and different colored outfits. Obviously, they were saving some money that way. Oh, and it looks like, like this other guy maybe is meant to be Asian.
3: I'm not sure. but um, it, it was the 70s, so it was probably <laughs> it's, not it's, <laughs> well done. It's it's weird seeing them all. Probably uh, highly offensive. A little bit. All right, Noel, 36-year-old Chuck, the number one movie in The, the Land on my birthday okay. was 300. 300. Yeah. That was I fine. liked it all right at the time. That was that was the first big Zack
1: Snyder movie. I think so. He's still making big movies somehow. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a competent filmmaker. Like we said that that uh, we talked about the uh, army of the dead, how it was just kind of like, sure, it was fine. But he obviously knows how to make these big, splashy action movies.
3: Splactions. Splactions. All right, Noel, do you have any guess of what the number one movie was just a few short years ago for your 36th birthday?
1: 36th birthday number one movie you probably won't yeah i maybe i will hold on let's see uh i'm i'm just now 37 in august this was just a solid year ago wait a minute but this would have been 2019 but like, pa- right before the pandi- pandemic uh
3: well you know yeah six months. roughly well it would
1: it, things were normal still no one knew about the pandemic yet no um i got i have no idea
3: uh, good boys it's that movie boys? with the three like elementary school kids, oh boys like the su- that uh, kind of super bad ish. I think so, thing. but even younger. Mm-hmm. That's the deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And no, I'm going to continue on because uh I had a 46th birthday a few years ago. You did. You did and the number You're one movie shows. on my 46th birthday was the live action Beauty and the Beast movie. I did not see.
1: I didn't see it either. Um Yeah, those don't really do it for me. I like the I like the original so much. I feel like every time I've seen seen one of those live action ones,
3: they're... They kind of
1: suck the joy out of it a little bit. I'm not, I'm not into it.
3: I didn't see it. Not into it. Uh, all right. Well, that was fun. Maybe we should do this at some different ages. I love it. I love it. There's a,
1: there's a segment or, or a, what are you like? A column or something on pitchfork. I think it's called five, 10, 15, 20 or something. Oh, really? Like I, I, yeah. It's like a, a record thing
3: with like what, but you know, it's what this? record
1: it's this kind of, okay. but yours is a little more specific and, and, uh,
3: and kind of honed in. There are no original ideas No, Clearly. Of course there aren't.
4: Bear Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen, and it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress.
3: all right we're gonna move on and noel this is pride month it is. is very exciting for our uh friends and listeners of the lgbtqia community mm-hmm. Just add once you just add every letter in the goddamn alphabet just so everyone will be covered it's <laughs> not every that's only like six letters
1: it's really not that not that complicated yeah but you hear people say that stupid shit I know people say all kinds of stupid shit. I just uh, try
3: to tune them out. I actually didn't know about IA yet. That is uh, intersex and asexual.
1: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting. Asexual. I yeah, we did a recovered. podcast
3: episode on that uh, a few years ago. Very
1: interesting yeah. stuff. Like like Morrissey, you know, he's asexual.
3: Is he? I don't know. He, he's claimed to be. I think he was uh, celibate, maybe asexual. I'm not sure his. Uh, yeah. His direct. Uh, I'm not sure what he what he claims as his identity these days. But yeah, I do remember that back in the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Noel, since this is Pride Month and we are big-time supporters of LGBTQIA, we are going to go to the Crusher's page. And our good old pal Mike Sams had a great question. Uh, Happy Pride Month. What was the first movie or TV show that introduced you to an LGBTQIA character? Great question. Because you know, sometimes... Sometimes a movie or TV character can open someone's eyes who may not be open to a lifestyle other than their own.
1: Sure, I mean I think we've talked about in the past that uh, Billy Crystal's character on Soap mm-hmm. was one of the first like openly gay uh, characters that kind of had agency and that wasn't just sort of a like a punchline, right? A little
3: bit. I mean, it was you know it was definitely played for laughs. I wouldn't call it the most progressive thing, but no, it's for true, the time but... maybe.
1: I have to say though, I actually find that show pretty pretty good like no, it's, it's actually it's, it's it's a pretty good satire i think it kind of knew what it was doing and i didn't find it to be too particularly you know lampooning of his character i thought it was just like here he is oh were there also gay characters on the golden girls i feel like they had one of their they had a roommate that was uh okay
3: you want to hear a dirty secret no tell me never seen one episode of the golden girls. yeah it's cute it's cute i know that that's heresy to many people no
1: I mean, I didn't I like
3: watched a ton of it. Um, I,
1: really quickly, just for me, I've said it before, and I've said it. I'll say it again. And I've interviewed him on the show. Uh, for me, it was Hedvig and the Angry Inch. That was a uh, the most kind of like in uh, in this very specific world that I was not privy to. Kind of character, like just the drag community and yeah. like all of that stuff. And it just was such a I don't know, such a lovely movie. And it really kind of it's so inclusive and interesting, and like really made me kind of you know reframe my whole perception of like what it meant to be gay um it can mean a lot of things and uh, i think that's why that movie was so special to me have you told john that
3: i have that's great i don't remember for me uh i do remember very specific memories of seeing the film ad for La in the newspaper uh the, the obviously the original uh, french version of the birdcage and i remember you know I've talked about it before. I was a young Baptist kid, so I, I wasn't exposed to this stuff in a positive light. So I remember seeing Lakage ads and thinking, like, oh, that's something I probably shouldn't see. Um, and, you know, I, I evolved, thank God, and uh, learned more and more. And I, I don't remember a specific movie, but, you know, for me, it was, uh, it was having my first really good gay friend. Um, of course, in high school, In retrospect, I had a a good gay friend who was not out. And um, looking back, though, it was it's pretty clear that he was, and he was a good friend. But then in college, I had my first really good open and out gay friend, and that's that's when uh, and that was just I think those relationships are always very beneficial to people, especially when they grow up in the environment that I did. Absolutely. Not that I was a homophobe or anything like that, but I just didn't know what I didn't know, you know. All right, so that's my story. Uh, we're going to go with Tonya Colette. One of our old friends said subconsciously, probably Merc- uh, Mercutio in the 96 version of Romeo and Juliet. Okay. For sure. Uh, Carrie McQuaid says, I guess the crying game counts. Uh, and then happy pride to Mike. Happy pride, Mike. Uh, let me see here. Sarah Harkrader. Sarah, I don't believe we've seen you before. Welcome to the show. Sarah says Sailor Moon. That's a movie I don't know. It's an anime. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Look at you. Yeah, I've
1: never, I've never really thought of it as being like overtly LGBTQIA, but I mean, it definitely has you know inclusive kind of vibes, and there are certainly characters I think you could associate with that scene. It's got serious kind of like uh, energy that you could apply to like a, a drag kind of situation yeah I've never really thought of it directly as that but I could certainly see it as being something that 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 opens up people's you know minds in terms of like that kind of fashion and all of the different aspects of it
3: uh Janet Allman says soap uh Jeffrey James DeRosa says Ellen it's probably the earliest show I can think of but well before that I remember my parents vaguely explaining Liberace to me for some reason oh well of course I can't forget about Liberace as a child of the 70s um, mainstream America had <laughs> had Liberace in their living room at like once a week. It felt like so for sure. Um, that that movie with Michael Douglas was great. I don't know if you ever saw that. Liberace I have not one. seen it.
1: Uh, I think I saw a little bit of it when it was like on. I didn't watch the whole thing, but so but good. excellent, yeah, really good.
3: Uh, Devaney Ledru says Pedro Zamora of the Real World. Sure, Pedro. Uh, I believe Pedro passed. Isn't that right? Do you remember that, Noel? I don't remember that character. Character. I don't remember that human from the real world. What season was that? That was uh, season. I'm looking. I'm looking. That was real world San Francisco. I did watch some of that season, I think. And that is right. Now that I'm looking, actually, Pedro uh, was HIV positive on the show, I think, and really brought that story to the forefront of a lot of young people. And uh, very sadly, did pass away in 1994. I remember that now. Very sad. Uh, let me see who we got next. Uh, Andre. Oh, this is this is good. I'm going to read this. Andre Camrud. Welcome to the show, Andre. You've got all these new people. I love it. Two uh, very specific things turned me from pretty homophobic to a somewhat decent human being in my youth. Willow and Tara's relationship in Buffy. I know that's a big one. I didn't really watch Buffy, but I know that's a big one. Uh, And meeting a cross dressing glam rocker as soon as I moved to Oslo to study. I would have been uh, a homophobe probably without those two things. Ignorance is the path to hate. It's true. Great work! Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I actually was hanging out with a, a friend of mine who was visiting from out of town, and I met his uncle who is, is an old-school Atlanta Atlanta dude, and he grew up in Augusta, which is where me and this friend grew up. Um, and he was talking, he's like in his probably mid-50s now and has been, you know, knowing that he was gay since he said that he, he was like, you know, like a, a little kid, sure. basically. Um, which is absolutely a thing. And he was saying how in Augusta, He literally had to keep it to himself because he was, you know, was afraid he would have been, like, persecuted Mm -hmm. to the point of perhaps, you know, death. (laughs) He was very, very, very concerned. So he moved to Atlanta the first chance he got. Atlanta in those days was such a thriving uh, gay scene already. Like, and with, you know, RuPaul got her start here at all these clubs on, I believe it was... um, how cheshire bridge area that was like a really big like drag scene yeah uh, and she kind of got her start here before moving on to new york and obviously becoming the kind of face and uh you know uh brand of like mainstreaming all this drag culture um but i asked him how he thought things were today comparatively and he was just like oh my god are you kidding it's like no night and day like it's like yeah no question uh, i mean general and, and night and day yeah.
3: for most people uh and uh, and i think it's we need to acknowledge that it is still so tough for so many people in so many parts of this country. Um, it is still a struggle to, to be out and proud, and things have really gone in the right direction, but um, still a lot of work to do. You're absolutely right. Uh, Matthew Jones says, I saw Milk with Sean Penn. God, great movie. Uh, back in 2009, still love watching that movie, and I still cry when I watch it. That's a great one. Uh, Lillian Rolfe says, Philadelphia. Uh, but I grew up with Uncle Bob and Uncle Dave as favorite uncles. Uncle Dave passed from complications from uh, HIV-AIDS in 92. They lived across the country uh, in San Francisco when I was in New York, but we occasionally vacationed with them, and they came to visit frequently. Good stuff. Uh, And then Lillian also says, I really understand now what a real gift uh, it is to have grown up with an uncle out and living his life. Uh, It was just a part of my life to have two uncles living together. Yeah, Very lucky indeed. Ben Cleaver says Birdcage. I bet that was a big one for a lot of people. Uh, Gail the Danger Oven says, I'm pretty sure my introduction was fame. Sure. Uh, Eve, Oh, this is a good one. Eve Elizabeth Lee says, Kevin Allison from the state uh, on MTV. I was 12 years old. My first exposure to drag as well. Still a huge fan. Uh, Eve, Kevin Allison. I have actually uh, met and had lunch with Kevin. He is awesome. Great, great dude. And uh, I need to get him on the show. In fact, I am emailing myself right now. Not emailing, just making a little note. Need to get Kevin on.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, I, I, I tend to get a reminder of what his, what his face looks like. Yeah, yeah a great. Big fan. Sweetheart sweet of a guy. Also in Reno 911, I believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: Kevin's awesome. And he has a great, great podcast called Risk. I don't know if you ever listened to it, but it's about people. It's a storytelling podcast where people get on stage and tell very... Uh, Risky stories about their past and their life. Uh, Stories sometimes, most times, that they haven't told anyone else, and they will do it in front of people. Very, very, very good, powerful stuff.
1: Yeah, I believe he did a live event uh, at the Brooklyn Podcast Festival when he went one year. Yeah, I saw a live one. So good.
3: Uh, Jeff Noel says, All in the family. Uh, Then there was Marty on Barney Miller and Jody on soap. Of course. Uh, Haley Q. Levin says, Probably 10 years old when I saw Rocky Horror, when Dr. Frankenfurter seduces both Janet and Brad. I remember thinking, well, this is new. <laughs> yeah, I bet you Frankenfurter turned a lot of people on to that stuff. That's really Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Lori Cornelius also says Pedro from the real world. Uh, right. Uh, Rochelle Jones says probably Roseanne. Uh, that still. makes sense, huh?
1: What, what was the? What was it? Was that? It was just something that was discussed. I think probably maybe I
3: didn't. S- I actually didn't watch Roseanne. I know that's a huge it, show, but I
1: never really yeah, watched. Yeah, it. well, it's kind of crazy considering how problematic she is now. Sure, you know, for some of her uh, leanings um, and some, you know, kind of inflammatory shit that she said. But um, at the time, it was definitely a show that discussed things like drugs and you know real problems that real families might face, but also just the realities of like living in america didn't really shy away from things in the way that some sitcoms kind of just like whitewashed everything you know
3: totally uh our old pal the wonderful stellen carlson says uh the first one i can think of sadly is silence of the lambs but there must be some other one that i'm forgetting yeah of course that would be not a portrayal that you would want to see all right let's finish up here noel how about Uh, Rob Jewett says does Paul Lind count even though he was never uh, out uh, Paul Lind of Hollywood Squares um, Mm -hmm, I'd mm -hmm. say that counts that was also sort of in that time in the 70s where there were some uh, characters that were clearly and and personalities that were clearly gay and it was just a time very sadly where they couldn't uh, could not be out for fear of career reprisals Mm -hmm. but I'd say that counts I think so too and let's finish up with uh, Nina Doll Piccolo says, "Rent."
1: I never saw Rent. Oh, that's the one with the one thousand. Wait, one one thousand nine hundred six hundred minutes. Yeah, it's minutes. <laughs> minutes. It's par- apparently how many minutes are in a year. Uh, I yeah, that I remember when that show came out. It was definitely at a time where that conversation wasn't being had openly just about AIDS and right. about you know the this very specific issue that you know faced the that the gay community had been dealing with for so many years. Yeah, uh, It was something that was kind of like again like sort of swept under the rug um, and that really kind of put a you know I think a real face to it in yeah. terms of like oh these are human beings that are dealing with something very 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 painful and very you know uh, specific to their community
3: Totally. Alright everyone Happy Pride Month uh, maybe well I don't know if We're recording ahead of time, so I'm not sure. Well, who cares if it's not in Pride Month? We can squeeze in maybe another LGBTQIA segment in here somewhere over the next couple of weeks and acknowledge all of our friends and loved ones uh, among our Crusher community. So thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks, Noel, for fixing your computer in real time and joining me. Yes. And thanks to Bob's Red Mill for that great, great flower. Ah, yeah, of course.
0: Movie Crash is produced and written by Charles Bryant and Noel Brown, edited and engineered by Seth Nicholas Johnson, and scored by Noel Brown, here in our home studio at Ponce City Market, Atlanta, Georgia, for iHeartRadio.
1: For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
3: Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles,